Welcome to Double Truck Stories, the home to some of the best features, investigations, and character portraits from across ESPN. I'm Mike Philbrick, your host for the Double Truck Stories podcast. Remember to subscribe to Double Truck Stories podcast on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When ESPN debuted the body issue in 2009, it was a shock to the system. After all, these were not models in swimsuits that we were unfamiliar with. These were the men and women from SportsCenter's top 10 plays. As this issue became a tradition, so did its message. It was not only a celebration of the athletic form, but it was a way to open people's eyes to the toll sports took on them. It truly delivered the good, the bad, and even the ugly truth of being an athlete. With the 10th edition of The Body Issue coming out this week, we thought it would be the perfect milestone to look back on how far this issue has come. Joining us today to discuss The Body Issue is a collection of ESPN talent. We have Stacy Pressman. Senior Writer, Talent Coordinator. Hello, Stacey. Hello. How are you, Michael? We have Karen Frank, Director of Photography. Hi. And Kristen Geisler, Deputy Photo Editor. Hello, hello. Thank you guys for making the time. Really appreciate it. Um, let me ask you first the genesis of all this. Uh, where did this all start? Where did the concept of the body issue come from? Can you speak to that? I guess that's me. That's though, you. Stacy's been here from the beginning. Yeah, although I, I really feel this is a question for um, Gary Belsky. There are like many sort of uh, origins of of the body issue. Um, I think you know, it. This is the story. I guess I'll, I'll go with. I'm not even. I'm, I hope it's uh, kosher. Um, I think they were. Um, I think it originally started like sales had approached edit mm-hmm. back in the day about doing, um, you know, some type of, I don't want to say a counter to Sports Illustrated, but no, it was. in the in the business <laughs> sense, it, yeah. that, that was a very successful, it is a very successful franchise. And, you know, we had been in, you know, the magazine started in 98, 99, mm-hmm. and it's been, been around for a little while. And they were always approaching the edit side on what we could do. And I just think um, there was an issue or there was there was talk of things that they could do and it just never really felt right to you know do an issue on cheerleaders or you know to counter that and i think there was a lot of resistance from edit Mm -hmm. but then there were some ideas floating like oh we could do a you know a body issue but i think the original idea was to have it be about nutrition because they were getting a lot of you know (laughs) they were getting a lot of interest from gnc like all those sort of those kinds of companies um, exercise and and workout and I just from there from doing a body issue I think Gary Belsky brought that around to the sales meetings and talking about it and I think you know over the course of you know his time talking with people it eventually sort of moved from maybe it's not a nutrition issue maybe we photograph athletes and that's just uh, a very short. Uh, Long or short. No, that's version. a perfect history. And it's when not it c- really accurate. Well, <laughs> it's more like I would have been like, oh, it was here, and there it was. Yeah. And so, 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 how do you, when it comes to the athletes, and now it's like this has been evolved into like now it's almost going back to what Stacy said about against sport, now sports, sports Illustrated actually will cover. Oh, guess what I heard? Guess who's going to be in the body issue? So it's even grown beyond like into what our competition was, if you could argue that. Uh, but how do an a- does an athlete get approached to do this? 
Uh, Back to Stacy. <laughs> yeah. So, how do they get approached? Um, pretty much. So, obviously, the body issue comes out in uh, June or July, and I will say the day it comes out is probably um, one of the biggest recruiting days of the year in a way <laughs> because. It's just out in the ether, so people, agents, athletes see it, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we want to be in this. you know." So I get a lot of um, calls. I Probably on Monday when our gallery drops, I will be getting a lot of calls from agents and, oh, hey, what about my athlete? So mm-hmm. I get a lot of that. And people I haven't heard from or, you know, sometimes – you know, it surprises me who who's interested. You know, right. people I've asked who have said no. But anyway, that's like a big day for us, and um, we pretty much start working on the body issue the day after it comes out for the following year. So you get fifteen uh, minutes off a year. What you get about yeah, 15, fifteen minutes? Fifteen minutes off, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, and you know, it starts, and I spend probably from the summer to you know October, November, December, just really trying to go after like. The big names of the year, big names in sports, like that's just, that's always like a, you know, thing we're after. So it's kind of like putting it, it's like a puzzle, putting it together and mm-hmm. you start. And I'm asking people who say no, and I'm trying to meet with the athlete and the agent. I spend the SBs trying to talk to people and, um, you know, just feeling them out in a way. Be like, you know, yeah, you said no last year. What, what about this year? You know, that kind of thing. How has that evolved, though, and has it been... Was it hard at first, and now it's is where it might have been hard at first to get someone to say yes. Now is it harder to say no to people? It really like just depends, you know. Yes, back when it started in two thousand and nine, it was mm-hmm. really hard because nobody knew what this was, right? Right. So, and we even let we even let athletes wear clothing because mm-hmm. it was just hard to convince someone to to do that. Um, and then in 2010, we said, absolutely, no. yeah. yeah, no underwear, no thong, nothing. So, um, yeah, it, it's been a process, and it's, it's easy and it's hard at the same time. Like, I can say the body issue, and most people know what that is, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, early on I had to explain it, and I had to go meet with people and bring magazines and you know so it's a little bit easier in that sense because people know what it is but still it's still a challenge like trying you know usually if you most people have like a real sort of reaction to it like i'll i'll never do that or yeah i'd love to do Mm -hmm. that so you know it just it really just depends on the individual and it and there are athletes who have said no and i it's taken six seven asks in order to get a yes wow but i would yeah. I would also say that just I, I don't have to deal with the actually, you know, getting the athletes to agree to the shoots, but I've been on enough shoots now where the athletes have told us on set that it was a bucket list item for them, mm-hmm. you know, something that they always wanted to do. And I think that's become really sort of more mm-hmm. as the more that we do this, the more athletes are aware of it and the more they want to be part of it. Now, going to the shoots the, the, you've been on, like, what is the. Versus like a diff, like a cover that comes out like in February or whatnot. What is the vibe at these shoots? Is it are there? Is it like very? The athletes are super into it, or do you find that it's all over the map? Or some people are like, I want to get this over with as quickly as possible. Or I, w- I would say, and Kristen, I'm sure will weigh in on this too. But mm-hmm. I would say that most of the athletes that agree to do the body issue 
are super committed to it and excited about doing it and, um, you know, give us more time than we ever get for any other cover that we shoot during during the year. Um, they have ideas about how they want to do things. They're really invested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always amazed just how much time we get. Recently, I said to Martin Schuller, oh, we're going to have to make sure that we shoot fast because we don't have that much time with the athlete. We have about four hours. And he said, you think that's like a small amount of time because with body, we just, the athletes give us so much time because they want to get it done right. And on these shoots to these, do you find that, are they like, I trust you completely or is it, oh, I've got an idea. Oh, I've got an idea. I'd say it's very much a collaboration. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say there is a there's there's a trust you have to build with the athlete and that starts well before you actually get on set with them. Um and we also keep the cameras tethered so that the athletes can come over and take a look and mm-hmm. make sure they understand what you know, how they're being photographed as well. And we've seen through the years like they've as different body issues have come out, like there's different ways they've presented it as far as we're going to show this behind the scenes or that. And, but so we, like a consumer gets a little taste of that, but what else, like, what don't we see? Like, you go, like for example, Karen, you just talked about the relationship with the athlete. What is it, the, the evolution from like, yes, I'll do this to going into the, now it's in print or on, you know, on paper. What is that process that people don't get to see that maybe they wouldn't understand is probably a lot trickier than you think. Well, we'll all speak to that, but I'll just start by saying, you know, I'm usually the first point of contact with the athlete and the agent, and it's it definitely varies. I mean, we have had athletes who want to be super involved in the creative, uh, Bryce Harper, Giancarlo Stanton, Kevin Love. Like, these guys had, you know, wanted uh, conference calls and meetings with us and, and the photographer, and Kristen also spends, like, a lot of time putting together – uh, inspiration and PDFs. And in yeah. some mm-hmm. cases, like Allie Raceman, we had a conversation with her. She saw a PDF and we traded images back and forth. Like we mm-hmm. sent her pictures of some of our ideas and then she sent pictures back so that before you're getting to a shoot, you're, you're at a place of agreement. Like a pic, she sent pictures back of herself? Of ideas. Of ideas. Yeah. Of ideas of different positions and uh, poses that might work to hide oh, okay. everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just to back up from that, I, I'd say what we do once Stacy lets us know the athlete has agreed to be in the magazine, um, she, that Kristen and I and a, and a group of other photo editors, um, including Jim Serber and Nick Gaelic and, and previously Nancy Weissman, um, and Caitlin Marin as well. She came on this year to help us too. But we we sit down and we talk about who the athlete is. We brainstorm ideas about how we'd like to shoot them and who we'd like to have shoot photograph them. And um, then Kristen or whichever photo editor is working on that particular shoot will pull inspirational pictures mm-hmm. and put it together to um, sort of have our ideas visual. It's great. Yeah, it sounds like a very cerebral process. It's not like what some people outside of this would think like it's just like point click done it's a like it's a process of trust to to get what you see on the page yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely planned out in advance because you have to sort of study what body positions the athlete does for their sport that can hide everything naturally and mm-hmm. i think that's one thing that people don't get to see is just how many takes we actually do on set and the athlete will redo and redo it mm-hmm. just as many times to get it in camera. And it's amazing how much they give us. 
So sometimes, you know, whether whether it's bodies we love or like sometimes the, I thought it was so fascinating when they showed like the toll of sports on some of these bodies, like the injuries and whatnot. But how hard is it to like balance the message and make it more than just, you know, the photos and because people are very fascinated by this, but how, how difficult do you, is it to, you know, to create something where you feel like you've achieved your message versus just like you've presented the photos that they want. Um, not. Well, I mean, I, I guess like, you know, whether, whether it's, I mean, I understand the, cause people are very, this is something that it, it always fascinates me that how like everyone's like, wait, who's going to be in there? I can't wait to see it. I mean, I know I, I live in uh, New Jersey and there's like a big buzz. Like they can't wait to see Saquon Barkley in this issue. And they're fascinated by it. But then there's that balance of not just delivering Saquon Barkley, but how you're delivering it. Like how difficult, like as part of your process, how, um, like how much of it is even after the shoot, like goes into like getting it just right from where you're satisfied with it in order to achieve like the message you guys are trying to deliver. I mean, it's, it's like a combination because I don't know the message we want to deliver. I mean, we really want these to be true and authentic to who this Mm -hmm. athlete is. So, you know, it's a lot of us listening to the athlete and really sort of um, taking direction from them. I mean, we, you know, we look, I'm not sure if you're, this is where you're going, but we do look for like a diversity of body types and, you know, if that's that I think element. that's a big element and that it might be it's not necessarily uh, you know we're looking for these messages but we're we're looking to represent a yeah. wide range of of body types yeah, and, and I think part of it too is that we want some of the personality of the athlete to come through too mm-hmm. so you're not always just seeing a heroic portrait of every single athlete that's agreed to do the body issue um you know we've had people like Rob Gronkowski who you know went crazy when he was on set and right. had a lot of fun. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's part of it is, is a variety of different moods and different ways of seeing each athlete, uh, the, all the athletes that are in the issue. Have you ever had an athlete commit, do the shoot, and then afterwards just go, nope, take me out? You know, no, we know names, of course. but uh, Commit to actually. I mean, like you, yes. you, got, you went yeah. to the shoot. You guys took all the pictures. They looked at them afterwards and said, nope, I'm out. That, I, no, I don't think I've had. That's not happened That's to not me. not happened yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. <laughs> um, and hopefully never will. <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you guys think makes this so fascinating to people where like this is sort of in an era where people let's be honest like don't run out to like get experience like a like a magazine photo essay like they used to. But this one still resonates all the time. Like what do you think is makes this so fascinating to people? I have a lot of people ask me, how do you do that? Like, literally, how, how do we do it? How do we get athletes to take their clothes off? How do we capture the images? And I get a lot of responses just that it's done so well and so artistically. And I think also it's become somewhat of a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have heard about it. They're sort of expecting it every year. Um, hopefully we're giving them something every year that, they, that makes them open up the page and say, wow. Um, and so I think... That's sort of what might drive people to the newsstand to see this as well as the athletes themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll just add that, like, you know, I mean, people are fascinated by athletes and their bodies. And mm-hmm. these people are these are elite athletes who were born with tremendous gifts and they spend their entire lives 
maximizing this gift, right, that they were they were given. And it's to put that on display in these beautiful, you know, with beautiful photography. I think people are just fascinated by that because, like, I don't have a body like Saquon Barkley or some of these people. And it's sort of just like, you know, wow, like this guy's body looks like that and can do these things. And it's sort of, I mean, it's a little bit of idealized, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, I think that that's like a big reason that this issue is popular. And sure, we we also, you know, photograph other, you know, like I said, we do have a diversity of body types, but mm-hmm. I think that that's really at the heart of like what it makes this issue like fascinating to people. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's humanizing in a way. It's like this is, I mean, it's almost in some ways, while yes, like some of these bodies are truly amazing, some of it, some of it with the diversity of body types, it's sort of like, us weekly, like, look, stars, they're just like us. Like, they food shop and whatnot. It's like, you know, some of these guys have, like, scars and whatnot. And some of these women are just, like, they're in incredible physical condition. But just when you break it down to that form, it's just, it, it, it's amazing how, like, how real it really is. So here's a question. The craziest moment, okay, how about this? The two moments. What moments have you had in this process where you said, I can't believe I get paid to do this, or where you said, they are not paying me nearly enough to do this. You don't have to use any names, because then Stacy won't get in trouble. Oh. <laughs> I have an answer. Um, okay. I got to go to Tahiti okay. for Courtland Conlog, and that was a, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. And I've been freezing on a mountain, almost hypothermic, in Mammoth, and that was, I didn't get paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So more just location, location, location. Yeah. Oh, I'm I, I'm with her. I'm on a, most of these shoots. I was not in Tahiti though. No. I saved the company some money on that. Um, it's it's so funny because I think I just you know I remember. It's like, not saying that things go wrong, but I remember mm-hmm. a lot of things that where I'm like, oh my god. Jake Arietta doesn't have his glove and we're in the middle of a desert and <laughs> it's an hour away to the nearest Dick's Sporting Goods. Like, what are we going to do? We got to do this. Like, so I remember like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all ended up working out, but like, yeah, you're stressed going, did we tell him to bring his blood? I think we did, but let me go through the emails. Oh, maybe we didn't. <laughs> so I would say that I have a lot of moments where I say, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Let's hear them. Because, well, I mean, every year I get to go to these amazing locations, mm-hmm. um, work with, as Stacy said, elite athletes and, and, you know, amazing photographers. And, um, you know, I, I, for example, this year, I just remember being on the shoot with Jerry Rice and um, being at this location where you could just see for miles and it was green rolling hills and ocean. And I, I get to spend the whole day there and driving around in a... Um, in a little, what were those, the, the uh, ATVs, you uh-huh. know, through the woods and, you know, <laughs> fun stuff like that. That's a great experience. And, and there's something like that every year that happens. Um, yeah. Um, I, I forgot what I was going to say about my, they don't pay me enough. <laughs> if I remember, I'll come back to that. I know. Yeah. Grip grip trucks stuck in Bisty Badlands. Oh, yes. Yeah. I will say that was a, definitely a challenging shoot. We were... All three of us were on that one Michelle with Michelle Watterson. Watterson last year in uh, So New what Mexico. happened? Um, well, first of all, we, we um, woke up the morning of the shoot and it was snowing. 
Um, no, I take it that's not the no, plan. No, that wasn't the plan. It was May. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it was snowing, and as we were driving, we were dri- we drove really far to this location. It was at least, I think, maybe two it was, hours. It was four hours. Four, okay. From Santa Fe. Into, mind forget. Yeah, yeah you were in Santa Fe. I was yeah. in Albuquerque. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was a four-hour drive, and the snow, instead of letting up, was getting worse as we were going. Um, and we got to the location, and... Um, the photographer was there already. Most of the crew was already there. Um, but it was this, uh, the surf, the snow was sticking, but not so much as just being wet. And so mm-hmm. it, it created this unbelievable mud oh, everywhere fun. we were. And um, Stacy yeah. went out with a producer to the nearest Walmart. Walmarts. It was a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was quite a ways away. Um, to get boots for as many people as she could for the crew. Um, and it just, that on top of that, the truck with the photographer's equipment that was supposed to arrive on the set mm-hmm. got lost. Sure. And then actually had <laughs> to get stuck in the mud. Got stuck in the mud and actually never arrived on, on the shoot. Right. So um, we got it done. Thankfully, the photographer had enough stuff with him and his kit that, we got great images, and and he shot natural light. And he shot yeah. natural. Light. I will say though, it was a blizzard in that shoot, and we probably shot her. I would say fifteen twenty minutes. You have these beautiful, you have beautiful sunlight. That was the mm-hmm. only fifteen minutes of the whole day where that I thought that. Am I right about that? Yeah. About yeah. Um, where we had clear sky. <laughs> so you talk about getting hypothermia or going to Tahiti or stuck in the mud in these faraway places. Besides the athletes, that's also part of like sort of, I guess what I was at, what I probably should have asked earlier when about what we don't see. How is that determined? Like, how do you decide like we're doing this in Tahiti or we're doing this here or we're actually just going to do this in some studio? Like, how do you make those decisions? It a lot comes from where the athletes available Mm -hmm. and how much time we're giving and what their sport needs. Mm Mm-hmm. So but is there ever, like, do the athletes ever, like, make their – is this, like, a collaborative part where they're like, well, we should do Tahiti? Yeah, yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Tahiti suggestion – we that, uh, Courtney was one of the last shoots – was the last shoot of that year, and it was in June again. And um, we were looking for the places where the swells were going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And um, we were working with a photographer who was pretty familiar with the sport as well. And um, he had a lot of conversations with Courtney, and I think they agreed that – Tahiti was going to be the best bet. Well, and she had just come out of a um, come off of a surf championship in Fiji, so it was somewhat close. Yeah, I really can't think of a argument where someone says Tahiti's the best bet, and that's actually someone says nope. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, and then like last year, um, we shot Kirsty Ennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a climber, and we photographed her in Joshua Tree. She happened to be training there. Okay, um, it was hard to get a. It was almost impossible to get a permit for a national park, but somehow they seem more lenient, and we we made it happen there, which was great. So it's sort of like she was climbing there anyway and right. training. And then other times we're just constricted by their schedule, right? We mm-hmm. shoot a lot. We try. We shoot a lot of the baseball players during spring training. Sure. Um, and then obviously you know their schedule. They might have Hence one. New Mexico. Yeah, they have one mm-hmm. off day. They have, no, that mm-hmm. that was different. But they have one. Oh, office. Jake Arrieta. Sorry, Jake Arrieta. Yeah, a yeah. lot of these are shot Arizona. in the Arizona. Arizona during sorry. spring training. Um, but yeah, so w- that's kind of uh, why those 
that happens there. So just the, uh, one more question for each of you guys. Uh, what, me- what do you want people to take away from this? Like the whole, like the whole legacy, I guess, of the body issue to be as far as, you know, what it represents, what it is as a product or any aspect from like how you come at it, like from a, from you, like Stacy comes at it from the talent coordination side and from the photo side. Like, what do you want the legacy of this to be like when this is all said and done? I mean, it's just as simple as what the mission statement is, which mm-hmm. is really a celebration of the athletic form. I mean, that's what, to me, this this is. Yeah. Um, I guess I would just say, uh, I'd also, I, I, I think there's a lot of, enough athletes now that have had such a positive experience doing mm-hmm. this issue that I'd love that legacy to be like, that's the most fun I've ever had on a photo shoot. I'm so happy I did that. And, um, and, and enough so that, you know, everyone that we approach from now on, LeBron, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say yes. Tom and Giselle, <laughs> Ronaldo, Nadal. Agree. I also totally agree that I want them to feel like it was a really positive experience because we do put a lot of effort in that. Um, I just want them to feel really proud of their images. And then I also think each year that we um, create this portfolio, I try or we all try to keep it fresh and make some surprises and try and make it different from year to year if possible. Stacy, you're making me have one more question. So do you guys have like an active like you talked about earlier, like that was a bucket list. Do yes. you guys, do you all have the body issue bucket list? And are they, <laughs> now when you say LeBron, Tom and Giselle, we're not, yeah. do they, do you guys, do you ask every year and they say thanks, but no? Um, yeah. I mean, we, we ask it. So it's, that's part of the, the process. Um, yeah, I guess it's thanks, but no, but it's never really thanks, but no, it's, Check back in later. It's, Yo, a, lot of, it's okay. a lot of that. It's kicking the can down the road for me. And, you know, I'm, oh, I'm like, I always ask. Sure. Like sort of like the parental thing. We're like, yeah, we can do that soon or someday when you yeah. really mean, when you really mean. It might mean nope. no forever. <laughs> and I don't want to say that it means no forever. But, you know, yeah, there are athletes that we'd love to, you know, have in the body issue. Um, well, we will see if you can knock off those lists one at a time. Thank you so much for your time, and we can't wait to see this uh, latest edition of The Body Issue. Thank you. Remember to subscribe to the Double Truck Stories podcast on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again, and we'll be back soon with more Double Truck Stories podcasts.